Is this anyone's chair? Not this minute. And I'm not uh, trespassing on your preserves, <laughs> invading your space as I do this in No. Good. Well, I'll bag it while I can. These chairs at the window are always at a premium. Well, it's the sea. A bigger one? It comes in, it goes out. Anything else, it would be called shilly-shallying. Yes. Still thinking about raining. Can't seem to make up its mind. My point exactly. More indecision. First the sea, now the sky. You seem at odds with the entire universe. Well, perhaps I am. Alone today? I beg your pardon? No boss lady. Oh, lying down. We had a walk onto the clock tower. She overdid it. She often overdoes it. Are you two acquainted? Oh, nods. We smile. She's a handsome woman. Oh, yes. Very good for her age is a frequent comment. She looks after herself as the other. Uh, is that true? It's you who look after her. Well, I'm glad someone's noticed. Could one help but notice? The drudgery, the devotion, the readiness always to fetch and carry, it warms the heart. Not mine. Well, you see, I'm old-fashioned, sentimental even. There's so few of your sort left. I haven't got the faintest idea of what you're talking about. Dear lady, look at yourself. The knitting bag, the shapeless cardigan, the self-effacing attention to your employer's every whim. Like the horse trough and the drinking fountain, you're a piece of social history. You are that thing of the past, the companion. The companion? The companion? I'm not the companion. Mrs Plunkett's not my employer, she's my mother. Oh. Well, and anyway, my cardigan is meant to be shapeless. This sort is very fashionable now. Mother says it suits me. Do forgive me. Of course, I see the resemblance now. No, you don't. And even if there was a resemblance, you wouldn't see it. Because, unlike my mother, I don't spend every other afternoon at the hairdresser's. I'm not dolled up to the nines in dresses designed for a woman half my age. And I don't spend every moment of my waking life thinking of me, 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 me. You seem to have touched a raw nerve. Oh, how? I have no nerves, no feelings, no emotions. After 40 years of servitude, there's nothing left in my heart that could even be called human. Surely, Miss... It is, Miss. Oh, what do you think? Surely, Miss Blunkett, things aren't as bleak as all that. A bleak? Is the surface of the moon bleak? Is Warrington on a Sunday morning bleak? Is the square on the hypotenuse equal to the sum of the squares on the other two sides? Oh. I spend my days catering to the needs of a three-quarters empty bottle of Jay's fluid. Of course it's bleak. Miss Blunkett. Betty. You know my name? It's embroidered on your knitting bag. <sighs> there is hope, Betty. <sighs> Where? It's in the nature of the companion that she's never entirely extinguished. A spark must always linger, an ember that will one day begin to glow so that the spirit takes fire. She takes off her glasses. Uh, may I? She unpins her hair, hurls away her knitting bag, and leaving her employer outraged and weeping, sets off in search of love and life. It's what always happened to Bette Davis. Why should it not happen to you? Because, you verbose fool, I've no money. I've no skills. I can't drive. I cannot even type. All I can do is keep mother company. And wait. Yes, wait. Until she dies.